You are welcome to Tech Bytes, a monthly conversation where I, Craig Young, CO Turns, talk to a digital leader. And this month, it's Mark Callender, the CEO of Two Degrees. I hope you enjoy this session. Welcome everybody. Great to be here at this month's Tech Bytes. Um, been wanting to have a chat to Mark Callender for a little while. He's the CEO at Two Degrees. He's, um, I've known Mark for a long time as he has moved up the, the ranks through, through Challenger Brands. We'll have a talk to him about that today and a little bit about uh, how Two Degrees is going. But uh, first of all, welcome, Mark. Good to talk to you. Now you're incredibly busy with leading Two Degrees. I mean, it's a bigger job these days with last year's merger, but do you mind, would you mind introducing yourself a little, including a bit about just your journey to today? Yeah, sure. So kia ora, Greg, and thanks for having me uh, here today. It's, uh, it's great, to, great to catch up eventually. Um, so yeah, I've, uh, in various forms of uh, what I call the two degrees business, I've been involved for about 20 years now. So I actually started out, uh, as you pointed out, uh, in a very small challenge business when we had about 35 staff. So um, it's, it's with immense pride I sit here today. Uh, leading an organisation with uh, 1,800 staff uh, and the size and scale of the operation we have, um, it's been uh, it's been one long journey to get here. Um, you know, we've done it hard yards through regulation and organic growth and uh, crazy things like free ISPs along the way. Um, but uh, you know, I sit back here and look at what kind of the, the business has achieved. Um, it's been an incredibly uh, rewarding journey. Right, cool. Um, yeah, talk free ISPs. I remember that. Um, I was at Clear when we had Z Free, so you know they, they were they were fascinating days. But at that time, I think you were with Telecom working on Extra, so I think that was the beginning, right at the beginning of Extra. I mean, what was that like being in the big incumbent and starting something like that? Yeah, it's a really good question. Uh, I've looked back and reflected on this uh, a lot over the years. I actually uh, really really enjoyed my time uh, at Telecom Extra. Um, uh, you know, almost 20 odd years ago, um, had great people. Um, we were kind of a startup back then. If you think around what uh, Extra was set up to do, it was to, uh, to start driving this crazy thing called dial-up internet, um, which 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 20 odd years ago was you know was was very new. Um, uh, so I really enjoyed the cultural side of that, given it was new and it was exciting. Uh, it was was kind of a spin-off uh, outside of the master group, which was also quite appealing to me. Uh, but it also taught me a lot around how big organisations work. Um, and I think that's been fundamental to kind of my passion and drive to work in the businesses I do today is kind of understanding what you what, what you thrive in and, and, and what you don't. And, and for me, uh, my time at Extra, while I loved it so much, it was always a business that was defending uh, a position in the market given its dominance uh, and was probably not as customer focused as it needed to be in terms of its product and its innovation. Uh, a lot of it was around maintaining positions and profitability. Uh, so that's where I got my burning desire to obviously look at uh, more of the challenges side of the industry in terms of what we can do for not only customers, but New Zealand Inc. So I uh, learned a lot. Uh, I've only got really positive things to say about it. Uh, has shaped me uh, in terms of the leader I am today uh, and hopefully some of the success that we've been uh, achieving as well. Yeah, I mean, the brand is still around. Um, my, my mother still has an extra email account. So, you know, that's still there. And I'm, I'm wondering how many people listening in today recall that extra homepage that used to take uh if your dial-up wasn't working too fast used to take quite a while to load up before you went anywhere sort of the precursor to some of those things today yeah yeah i, I often wonder how i was full-time uh, running a dial-up internet business uh, <laughs> when, you, when you look at technology today from fiber through to 5g through to satellite 
uh, you know, it's, it's amazing how the industry is involved and the infrastructure is involved uh, over the last 20 years or so. Yeah, well, let's look at that. I mean, you and I are both in, in challenger brands early on. So, so what encouraged you to just take that, you, you, you alluded to it, but let's go a little bit further. What encouraged you to make that jump from that big incumbent to a smaller player? I mean, Slingshot was only a few years old when you joined it. Yeah, absolutely. So I actually, my career originally started out um, in smaller challenger businesses. So I actually started my career out in the uh, grocery industry, ironically enough. Um, and working for a phenomenal um, small privately owned business uh, that was very much a, a disruptor and an innovator against some of the uh, very large incumbent players in that grocery sector. Um, and uh, I got the opportunity to go to uh, Telecom Extra. Um, uh, Kevin Kenrick at the time was, ironically enough, one of the, uh, uh, one of the key drivers to move across. Um, uh, so I took the opportunity to go and see how a, you know, a bigger, larger uh, corporate entity worked. Um, I actually left uh, Telecom Extra to set up my own marketing and brand consultancy. So, uh, so A, I learned a lot around working in a big corporate and then B, learned, uh, learned some of the big challenges of running a small business as well. So it was quite a, quite a, quite a move. Uh, but through that process, I actually picked up Slingshot as uh, one of my uh, clients through that, uh, through that shift. Um, uh, and the thing I knew instantly from my time at uh, Telecom Extra uh, and the kind of the technology sharpness, sharpness that sat behind um, you know, Slingshot when I joined it, there was such massive potential uh, for somebody to come in with a very customer-centric marketing view of the world to uh, really move that business on uh, to capture the share that it ultimately did. Um, and as I mentioned at the time, I came in just after uh, I for Free had been shut down by Telecom Extra. Um, so it was a really exciting time to see a business that had grown you know, up to 160, 170,000 customers, and then kind of overnight through a very large court battle, uh, ended up with, you know, uh, several thousand customers. So quite a change to its business overnight. Uh, and the story that really got me excited about the business was how Slingshot came about. Because uh, as I mentioned, it was uh, a result of the I for Free being shut down. Uh, and really the technology team came up with a brand Slingshot, which depicts David versus Goliath um, in that big court battle. So... Uh, again, a fascinating story and that personal pull together around how that business succeeded and thrived uh, against the big guys. Uh, so that was the excitement for me. I could see such massive potential upside for, uh, again, a very customer-centric driven approach to uh, how we can win in market. Yeah. And, and am I right in thinking that Slingshot was part of the Call Plus group at that time? I'm trying to remember how all the pieces worked together. Yeah, because yeah. Call Plus was the original nucleus. So the, yeah. the Call Plus business originally started out as a toll call bypass business, uh, targeting the business segment. That's how the business came about. Uh, and really, it was the, the opportunity that came about through the, the free ISP uh, business model and then subsequently the, the residential ISP that fell out of it. That was the nucleus of uh, the Slingshot business we know today. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've been through the whole, I mean, you've been with that organisation all the way through to now. Um, if I recall, you went from Slingshot. I mean, you were the, you ran Call Plus for a while, I think, if I recall rightly. Um, merged with Vocus, ran that. Now you've got two degrees. I mean, you have been through from being a, a small ISP right through to now, would you call two degrees a telco? I mean, I don't know that the big telcos really are just telecommunications anymore, are they? They're a broad organisation selling all sorts of things. Yeah, no, you're right. So the, again, we, I like to refer to ourselves as a software business. Um, so that's essentially what we are. At the end of the day, uh, consumers and business and enterprise, um, they're, not, they're not necessarily thinking around the infrastructure we have. Uh, so while we might have 2,000 towers around the country and you know, fibre infrastructure on the ground, ultimately, 
people want to consume frictionless products. And that doesn't matter whether you're a high-end enterprise business wanting to consume you know, cloud or SD-WAN-based products through to your average consumer. Um, so um, I still very much refer to two degrees as being a challenger. Um, there's been, you know, uh, people say, given your size and scale now, are you really a challenger? We absolutely are 100% a challenger. Uh, that comes back to mindset as much as anything. Um, and I think uh, anyone that comes into our organisation has to have that challenger mindset. I think it's been key to our success over numerous years um, and it will be key to our success moving forward. Uh, we sit on the market at, you know, circa 20% market share. Uh, so we've absolutely got upside. I even look at uh, very large companies like, um, you know, the satellite providers that are coming into the market, very big, large companies that are very much quintessential challenges in the, in the mindset that they bring to how they approach markets. Um, and, you know, how does that turn up in reality for a business like ours? Um, I take uh, great little things that our, mar our marketing team has an ethos uh, within the businesses. When we look, look to put a new campaign in market, if uh, one or Spark would do it, it's, it's something we shouldn't do. And that's a really good way to think around how you're turning up in market, how you're building new products and how you're looking to innovate. Uh, so it's making sure that ethos is alive and kicking in the culture of your business. Yeah, I'm glad you, you got onto that topic because that was going to be my question, certainly around how does Two Degrees keep it, its competitive edge? I mean, you've just sold, well, you've had approval to sell your towers, the passive parts of the towers to um, Connexa. So you're sort of in some, in, in some ways released from managing those sorts of things. So you can now focus on that software stuff. And certainly, you know, we, um, we've been talking about, um, and, and later in the year, I think we're going to run an event where we talk about the three T's, telco, technology, and tally, um, being, being the broadcasting side. I mean, we've seen other players have an attempt to get into the TV market and, uh, and the streaming market and now moving out. So that's an interesting one. And maybe we'll have that conversation another, another time. But um, just moving on from two degrees itself a little bit, we might come back there. Um, you know, we always like to talk in these sessions a little bit more about the person behind the role. I mean, you are the CEO of one of our larger um, technology organised companies in New Zealand now. You know, what was it that um, young Mark at high school chose to sort of get into what he got into? Was it sort of, have you has your career happened by accident? Uh, yeah, 100% by accident. Uh, I, I actually originally, leaving high school, uh, originally applied to be a teacher. So I wanted to be a... Uh, English and uh, physical education teacher. So ironically enough, I uh, applied for teachers college and at the same time, always always had a backup plan, which was a management degree. Uh, and as fate would have it, um, I uh, did not get into teachers college and uh, ended up doing a management degree. So uh, so certainly uh, didn't get here through, uh, you know, uh, very specific planning, um, but I uh, thoroughly enjoyed the journey that did get me here. I often get asked, you know, did you, did you um, carve out a career path I always knew that I, uh, again, uh, growing up as a, as a young person playing sports, I always had a very very strong competitive edge. So that, that kind of winning instinct, which is why I think I've always been attracted to kind of high growth businesses that go out there to, to kind of win and take share. Um, but I think the one thing that uh, has really driven my career is just this, uh, again, my optic focus on customer and customer outcomes. Um, I, I think a lot of things fall out of businesses that are focused on the customer. Um, uh, culture, great culture falls out of it, uh, attracting talent uh, that wants to work in your organisation, uh, being aligned with purpose, uh, a lot of really great things come out of a business that is obsessed with uh, customers and customers' out outcomes. So while it wasn't a mapped out career, I'm, I'm certainly very happy I got here. Um, yeah. uh, and like I say, I think it's going to uh, you know, be a very exciting few years ahead as well. Yeah, do you mind, I mean, we might just 
unpack that a little bit more if you don't mind and ask you for a piece of advice so we you know we often get some of our future leaders listening to these conversations listening to ceos um you and i both you know sort of ended up in these sorts of roles by i mean i trained as a chartered accountant um how boring is that um, maybe we should cut that out but yeah so you know and then ended up in technology but I, I would think you're a little bit like me when you see an opportunity you think about is that where I want to go? Even if it's not on the path that you thought about, you know, sometimes opportunities will come your way where you need to make the decision to go, yeah, I'll take that path because it's going to open up other opportunities. I mean, would you have that mindset? Absolutely. I mean, the the, uh, the mindset where you can pivot and take risks um, is, is something that, you know, I've always, always looked at opportunity, whether it be, you know, role switches. I was in a very comfortable role when I started out my career and I went to work at this big behemoth called Telecom Extra. Uh, at the time seemed crazy, but I, I knew fundamentally understanding how the, the big cogs of that, uh, you know, very large organisation work was something I would need to do. Uh, then again, pivoting to go back and set up my own business with, you know, half a dozen people. Uh, so having that mindset, absolutely. I think the single biggest thing for, for leaders that I try and reinforce is don't just assume that people know what you want to do. So always put, always put your hand up, um, you know, always be curious outside of your own area of responsibility or work. Um, and, and lastly, I'll talk around passion. Uh, you, you can't teach passion in people, all right? So you can teach lots of things, but you fundamentally got to be passionate about what you're doing. Uh, we firm, firmly believe, obviously, in our purpose uh, at Two Degrees around fighting for fear. Uh, and something we're really trying to impart with individuals that join us is make sure that your, your individual values are aligned to the cultural values of the organisation. The reason that's really important is that's when you'll thrive and that's when you'll love working here. Um, so uh, absolutely, it's getting those alignment um, and, and that passion in these young young leaders that are coming through. Yeah, and I, I would I would, I would um, say that you know we both have the same experience working in challenger brands. It's the passion that that drives you in those environments, and it's much you know the excitement and and then doing things that hadn't been done before and, and taking on the Davids of the world. And that, yeah. that, and that passion turns up in things like the yeah, you know, people, people, people put in discretionary effort when they, when they, when their, their values are so closely aligned to what you're looking to achieve. You now, those little fist pump moments that come when you achieve certain things in the business, uh, they're the moments that you know. Again, while I really loved working at Telecom Extra, I didn't have any of those fist pump moments when it was like, yeah, that's that's really awesome. We've done something really great here, uh, and that's why I've stayed at this business for you know 20 plus years. Uh, I think I'm employable somewhere else. I haven't, I haven't tested that too strongly, but uh, but you know I've had so much fun here. It's uh, it's what has kept me here for so long. Yeah, uh, I mean I, I'm I'm a late switcher. I mean I switched to two ends uh, nine years ago now. Jumped from a corporate role to running an association. Um, just decided it was worth taking the risk and doing something new. So so I remember Lily and Grace speaking at, a, at a, an event many years ago for our future leaders around you know these. Uh, in today's world, apart from you, because you've been in the same organisation 20 years, but you've pivoted into different roles, you know, there will be opportunities that come up that you just want need to take the risk because it's going to open up opportunities for you. Yeah. Yeah, and, and on that note, again, I have had many varied roles. Um, a, I've loved what I've done. Uh, but, you know, a few years ago, I took the chance to run half of our Focus Australian business. So when, when the merger occurred between Focus um, and M2 at the time, um, you know, the opportunity to look forward to, um, to to run the wholesale and international business in Australia. Uh, again, at that point in time, it was it was one of those things that was just very exciting and new. Um, and it's it's constantly seeking out stuff that's new, that, that excites you, that keeps you, you know, engaged and involved in an organisation. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, look, just got a couple of questions I want to finish up with, but um, one of them, we're, we're going to be releasing our digital priorities report this week. Um, we have interviewed 20 CIOs, um, and we know from our research and, and across the board, we've got this lack of skilled staff in all areas of tech, not enough women, Māori, Pacifica. I mean, what sort of things do you think as a leader in your organisation we can do to improve that situation? Yeah, so it's a, it's a really massive issue. It's a massive issue for two degrees. I think it's an industry issue. Um, I think it's how our industry is positioned and perceived sometimes. So, you know, I use the, I use the example of talking about us as a software company because uh, I see a lot of, uh, again, great talent looking to go to other organisations uh, and other sectors, but they, they don't realise that some of the, you know, the innovation and cutting-edge stuff that, um, you know, the, 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 the telco operators are starting to do these days. Um, uh, yep, so diversity and inclusion is really important. So uh, attracting talent in the first place is one of the most important aspects we can do. Uh, so you need to be able to, uh, obviously, when, when people look at an organisation, look at going to move into an organisation, how are you going to support them? Um, how are you going to uh, have policies that enable them to thrive? Uh, from our perspective, we've got about 66 different ethnicities across uh, two degrees. So we've got a very, very diverse uh, group of people here. But despite that, we're still under underrepresented in some key areas. Um, and Māori and Pacifica is one of those. Um, at Two Degrees, we have um, a program called Tukutawa, uh, which is a, um, a program uh, trying to get uh, Māori and Pacific uh, grads that are early in their careers uh, to identify young talent and get them into an organisation. Um, as part of that, though, it's not just getting them, them into the organisation, it's how you actually look after them when, when they're in there yeah. and how other leaders across the business understand and, and respect the cultural side of the organisation they're coming into and the people that are coming into those roles. So we, we obviously have a range of support mechanisms across the board for that. Um, from a gender perspective, again, it's really important that you look at the data um, and we have a massive opportunity to bring um, our female talent through the organisation and into leadership positions. It's really important that we don't lose them along the way and that's one of the biggest challenges we face. And that's, again, why we have a, a, a raft of different um, policies to support that from our, you know, uh, paternity policies for, for, for mothers and fathers that have, have children. We want to get that talent back into one of your organisations, so it's how you can support them from that perspective. Um, but it's really, a, you know, that support does uh, have to start at a very, very early, early stage of how they look at the careers and look at the industry they're looking to come into. Yeah, cool, cool. Great story, great story. Hey, look, just to finish up on always, I like to ask this question of people like yourself, you know, leaders of large digital organisations. I mean, you are, as I've said it before, you're leading one of the bigger tech type companies. What, um, if we're thinking about, we're in election year, we've got a, you know, we're in a difficult situation, perhaps with, you know, just we've got to reopen the, the economy. What big ideas do you think a country like ours needs to focus on if we need to, if we want to move up that global digital competitive ladder? Yeah, so not so much as big ideas as getting the basics right. And, and you know, we, we've talked a lot around our skills shortages in this, in, in this country, and it's, um, it's really, really important uh, that we make it easy uh, for, for skilled uh, immigration to come to the country. Um, uh, the, the, the key thing we lack is... Uh, again, we don't want to lose our great talent overseas. We want to somehow retain it in this country and attract uh, talent to come to this country. Uh, how you achieve that? You've got to have great infrastructure. So, you know, you've got to have the infrastructure uh, in New Zealand. Um, and yeah, there's been significant investment on behalf of, you know, kind of mobile operators and 5G and our fibre infrastructure. Uh, a lot of the great stuff we're doing with, uh, you know, in, in the rural sector as well. Uh, so having great infrastructure is critical. 
Uh, digital skills and development for digital inclusion is really important. Uh, so that the, this problem is solved over generations. It's not solved in a year or two. So it's how can we reduce the digital divide to make sure that we have equal access to technology uh, and that learning footprint really, really early on. Um, and also making uh, New Zealand a very desirable place to come and work. And from my perspective, that's how do we, you know, how do we push the number eight why mentality into the digital sector? So how can we disrupt? How can we, you know, um, drive global innovation uh, and entrepreneurship uh, within New Zealand? And I think great companies like Rocket Lab are a great example uh, of that. So blueprinting some of the great work that they've done uh, to make New Zealand attractive and then pushing New Zealand out to the world as a desirable place to come and, and grow a career is a really good place to start. Hey, look, Mark, thank you so much. It's been great to talk to you. I always appreciate our conversations because not only are they broad, broad, but they, they, they're challenging to me as well, particularly in this role, and I always appreciate that. Um, do you have any last thoughts or comments you want to share before I wrap up? No, nothing more other than we're uh, Two Degrees is a great company and we're looking to employ people. So if you're looking for a job, uh, go and check out the Two Degrees page. Uh, we're looking for great skilled talent to come and, come and join the team. So if you like what you've heard, uh, you know where we are. But uh, appreciate your time, Craig. Uh, good to catch up as always. Yeah, thanks very much, Mark. Um, and if you're listening to this uh, live, thanks very much. Um, if you want to listen to it again, you can either uh, go and see it on our YouTube channel, where it will be from next week. But you'll also be able to go to any of the uh, podcast apps, you know, iTunes, News, um, iHeartRadio, all those sorts of things. The, the, the audio vision version will be up there as well. But uh, until next month, um, with, this has been Tech Bites, and uh, appreciate you all from being here. Thank you very much, and Matiwa.